Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And on today's show, we break down the potential for an Aaron Rodgers trade to the Tennessee Titans. What are all the latest rumors surrounding a potential trade? Aaron Rodgers buying property in Nashville? Then we're going to look at the financial aspects of an Aaron Rodgers trade. How feasible is this from a cap space perspective? And then finally, we'll cap off the show looking at some standouts from the Senior Bowl. And the Senior Bowl is an area where John Robinson focuses heavily before the NFL draft. So Aaron Rodgers trade talk and some Senior Bowl recap on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We are going to dive head first into these Aaron Rodgers trade rumors for the Tennessee Titans. I'll tell you what to believe, what not to believe, what's real, what's fake. And we're going to drill into the actual financial side of a potential trade. I'll give you guys my opinion on whether or not this is going to happen. Before we get into that, though, I do want to let you guys know that today's show is sponsored by GetUpside. Download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Also, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, then you got to subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel for the show on video. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. I am the only... Tennessee Titans content creator that's going to be pumping out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. So make sure you stay locked into the Locked on Titans podcast. For additional analysis, you can check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans pod. But with the housekeeping out of the way, time to dive into these Aaron Rodgers rumors and Things really got to a fever pitch late last week when a local Tennessee Titans media member, Jared Stillman of 102.5 The Game, basically ran with the juicy rumor that Aaron Rodgers is open to coming to the Tennessee Titans. And he, you know, it's it's public knowledge, but something that he put out there, Aaron Rodgers is in fact buying land in the Nashville area and plans to build a house and move to the Nashville area. So that's a lot of smoke, and it's enough smoke to really get a rumor fire started, and everybody kind of started freaking out. How real is this? I mean, they're talking about it on all the gossip and and talking head shows on ESPN and Fox Sports 1. Aaron Rodgers to Tennessee, and credit to Stillman, he kind of got that charge going. But when you look at some more reliable sources, it doesn't really seem like that Aaron Rodgers deal is realistic. So on top of Jared Stillman's report of Aaron Rodgers being open to come to the Titans and the the fact that he is buying land in the Nashville area, Teron Davenport, who covers the team for ESPN very closely, came out with an article that said essentially the Titans don't consider themselves an option 
for Aaron Rodgers. And not only that, but the Titans team beat reporter Jim Wyatt kind of eviscerated Jared Stillman and his reporting uh, in, a, in a, a fan mailbag, as peculiar as that is. But either way, all signs out of Nashville point to this not being a real deal. Plus, you know, John Robinson mentioned in a few quotes, Ryan is our quarterback. I don't know how many times I have to say it. Uh, he said on multiple occasions during this offseason that Ryan is our quarterback. He's gotten a vote of confidence Tannehill has from his teammates. I mean, what else are they going to say? And you don't want to tank Ryan Tannehill's trade value by saying that you're done with him. But I tend to believe the things that Ryan Tannehill's teammates are saying, the things that John Robinson, the general manager, is saying. I, I just think that they're telling the truth and that Aaron Rodgers isn't a real option. But, of course... Like I said, you're not going to go out there and say, we're done with Ryan Tannehill, we're looking to trade him. That's instantly going to torpedo his value. And you're not going to go out there and publicly say things about Aaron Rodgers and risk potential tampering situations. So it makes all the sense in the world that everybody would say what they said, but it's just about whether or not you believe them. And it is worth noting that even though Teron Davenport's article came out and basically said that the Titans building, the organization does not believe Aaron Rodgers is an option for them. Toronto also did acknowledge that there are rumors out there that Aaron Rodgers is open to coming to Tennessee, but of course Aaron Rodgers would be open to coming into Tennessee. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about cap space or have to worry about filling the roster. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about extending Harold Landry or getting a deal done with Jeffrey Simmons or A.J. Brown. He doesn't care about any of that. Aaron Rodgers cares about his personal situation and trying to find the best fit for him outside of Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers cares about himself. Now, we already knew that, but just saying, uh, it makes sense that Aaron Rodgers would be open. Aaron Rodgers is going to be open to anywhere he thinks is going to be a chance for him to win, and, you know, he's living in Nashville, so he obviously loves the area, so I don't doubt that part of the report. The fact that he's moving and buying land in Nashville is true, but I also do believe Teron's reporting that the Titans organization doesn't see Aaron Rodgers as an option, don't uh, they don't consider Aaron Rodgers as an option, to use the quoting uh, correctly there. So that's kind of all of the news and all of the reporting. I'm not willing to just completely say it's impossible, and I'm going to go over all of the trade machinations, the salary cap that would be involved. What would a trade for Aaron Rodgers look like financially? And I think that'll help us get a better understanding of how realistic or how unrealistic this trade really is. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about betonline.net. Uh, BetOnline has you covered for all of your sports action. They have more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It's the Super Bowl. Ton of stuff to bet on there. The big games right there. You can bet on prop bets, bet on the line, over-unders, all of that. There's all kinds of fun stuff to wager on when the big game arrives each year. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, I want to tell you guys a little bit more about the title sponsor of today's show, Get Upside. It's an app that any Titans fan who buys gas has to know about. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you have to do is download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. 
Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making up to two, dollars $300 a year in cash back. And here's the thing, there's no catch. The cash back goes right to your GetUpside account, and then you can cash out at any time directly to your bank account, to your PayPal, or even to an e-gift card like for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app, use that promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you'll get a $0.25 per gallon or more cash back offer on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Titans fans, let's continue this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We just talked about all of the rumors and all of the news and all the reports surrounding an Aaron Rodgers trade to the Tennessee Titans. Now I want to drill into the specifics. Let's get into the details of what a trade would look like, especially financially, because as they say, the devil is in the details. And I think any chance that the Titans trade for Aaron Rodgers goes to hell when you look at these financial details. So, uh, first, you got to take a look at it, not just from the Titans' side. Of course, the Titans would consider shipping out a first-round pick in 2023, shipping out Ryan Tannehill and getting back Aaron Rodgers. In a vacuum, a couple of picks, including a first-rounder, Ryan Tannehill for a Rodgers upgrade. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. It really does, in a vacuum. But you got to look at the money of this, and you got to look at it from the Packers' side of things. And quite frankly, you could transition this conversation and these philosophies to a Russell Wilson trade as well. You could do the same thing there. But let's focus on Rodgers for the moment. So, if the Packers traded for Ryan Tannehill prior to June the 1st, so let's say at, during the NFL draft, the Packers want to trade for Ryan Tannehill to send Aaron Rodgers to Tennessee. Well, here's the formula. The Packers would then inherit Aaron Rodgers' dead money, which is $26.8 million, and they would have to pay Ryan Tannehill's salary for the season, which is $29 million. So total, if the Packers traded for Ryan Tannehill and gave Aaron Rodgers to the Titans prior to June the 1st, that means that Ryan Tannehill would cost them $56 million. Right now, if the Packers just kept Aaron Rodgers, it would only cost them $46 million in cap hit. So they would literally, if they traded for Ryan Tannehill prior to June 1st, it would literally cost them $10 million more than what they're paying to just have Aaron Rodgers right now. They're not doing that. They're not downgrading at quarterback, especially when they have Jordan Love, who's on a rookie contract, who if they get rid of Rodgers, they want to go with Love. They're not going to want another, a, a worse quarterback that's still expensive and more expensive because of the way that it works out. They're not going to do that. On the flip side of that, the Titans would have Ryan Tannehill's dead money, which is $28.4 million, and then they would have to pay Aaron Rodgers' salary, which is 264 that's $54 million in cap hit for the Titans to acquire Aaron Rodgers prior to June 1st. When right now with Tannehill, the quarterback for or the cap hit for Tannehill is only $38 million. 
That's $16 more million for the quarterback spot plus losing picks. Now, from the Titans' perspective, I'd do it. I'd do it and make sacrifices because you got to go all in for a Super Bowl. But from the Packers' perspective, they're not going to do that. So, is there any hope, Tyler? Is there any way to make this work? Reluctantly, for you sickos out there, I'll tell you. Yes, there are two scenarios where I do think something could be worked out. And the first scenario is a post-June 1st trade. So, trading Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Tannehill after June the 1st changes the money because the new league fiscal year starts. So, it lessens the dead cap for both players. So, from the Packers' side, if they did a trade past June the 1st, Aaron Rodgers' dead money goes down to $19.1 million from 26. So, it drops by $7 million. So they'd have to pay Aaron Rodgers' dead money, 19.1, and then Ryan Tannehill's salary of 29 million, and that gets you at 48 million dollars. Well, Aaron Rodgers just right now costs him about 46 million dollars. So that's only two million more dollars. You may be willing, from the Packers' perspective, to pay two million more dollars and get a couple of first-round picks back. They may be willing to do that. And then they ride with Jordan Love if it gets really bad. The Packers still want to win, so they ride with Jordan Love if it gets too bad. You got Tannehill to fall back on. And yes, he's not as good as Rodgers, but they still lost in the first round just like the Titans last year. So what's the big deal there if you're the Packers? Still a lot of money, though, which makes it unrealistic to me. On the flip side, for the Titans, if they were to trade for Aaron Rodgers and send out Tannehill to Green Bay past June the 1st, Ryan Tannehill's dead money drops to only $9.6 million. That's almost $20 million of dead money dropping. And then Aaron Rodgers' salary, $26.4. So the Titans would then be paying $35 million for Aaron Rodgers, which is $3 million less than what they're paying for Ryan Tannehill right now. So that would make all the sense in the world. So maybe if the Titans threw in enough picks to make the Packers' side of it worth it, they would potentially consider, but again, I think it's just incredibly unrealistic. They have Jordan Love. They're going to want to go with it. If they get rid of their expensive MVP quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, they don't want an expensive non-MVP quarterback back. They're going to roll with their young guy who they drafted in the first round a couple years ago and see what he's got so they can make a decision on whether or not they need to extend him and A quarterback on a rookie contract is the cheat code in the NFL. If Love plays well, it gives them a chance to stack out the rest of the roster and maybe give them a better chance at a Super Bowl. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense from Green Bay's perspective, even if they wait until after June 1st to do the deal and it takes the money down on both sides. It still doesn't make sense. Now, here is the most... None of these are realistic. Disclaimer. But here's the most realistic option if you are somebody who wants the Titans to get rid of Tannehill and get Aaron Rodgers. Number one, a third team would have to be involved. That's the number one thing that would have to happen. That's really the only thing that matters. Number one thing, it's the only thing. It would have to be a three-team trade. Now, it doesn't have to be an official three-team trade that's one deal that gets reported, but essentially the Titans would have to trade Ryan Tannehill to a different team. Think maybe Tampa Bay. Think maybe Pittsburgh. Now, Those teams could say, no, we don't want to do that. We're going to go with a cheaper option in free agency. We're going to draft a guy, whatever they want to do. But if those teams want to get an established good quarterback in there, not great, but an established good quarterback in there whose money really comes down after this season, then Tannehill could be an option. 
there are other teams that maybe would consider him as well. So it's possible that the Titans could trade Ryan Tannehill to a different team. Now they would still have to eat his dead money, so hopefully that deal would happen after June the 1st, and the Titans would only have to eat that $9.6 million in dead money instead of the $28 million in dead money. But either way, trading Ryan Tannehill to a third team that has the cap space to not be affected and doesn't have a viable quarterback option right now, that would work. And then you trade for Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay in return for a couple of picks. Green Bay doesn't have to take back any large salaries. They get Aaron Rodgers out somewhere he wants to be. Remember, he is open to Tennessee. So that, to me, trading Tannehill elsewhere and then acquiring Aaron Rodgers is the most realistic move, but... Trades are hard enough in the NFL and getting all of those things to work together and getting that all set up in a timely manner, guys, it's just it's just not that realistic. Now, I want to say this, my final point here. If the Titans can, there is no price I wouldn't pay to do it, okay? Any price to get Aaron Rodgers in Nashville over Ryan Tannehill, I would do it. You only get so many chances to win a Super Bowl. And this core, I really do believe 2022 is the last year of this group of Tennessee Titans as we know it. It will not be the same in 2023. It will not feel the same in 2023. So go all out. Go all out. Push your chips all in. If that includes an Aaron Rodgers trade, I'd give up a couple first-round picks. I mean, Rashad Evans wasn't a good first-round pick. Corey Davis and Adoree Jackson were, uh, okay. Isaiah Wilson, enough said. Caleb Farley, I still have hope in Caleb Farley, but that's a risky pick nonetheless. Jeffrey Simmons and Jack Conklin are really the only first-round picks that were hammers, that were great. So why not sacrifice a few first-round picks? John Robinson has shown he's awesome in the mid-rounds, awesome in the late rounds, good with undrafted free agency. Yeah, go ahead. Sacrifice those first-round picks and get Aaron Rodgers again. I think it's incredibly unrealistic. But that's all the news, the notes, and the rumors. That's the financial aspect of things. That's some options to get it done. But I do want to say, as I've said all show, I don't see it happening, folks. I think John Robinson is telling the truth. Ryan Tannehill is our quarterback. I don't know how many times I have to say it. I believe that quote. So that's the Aaron Rodgers conversation. If anything new pops up, I'll add to it. But again, I do not think it's a realistic option for the Titans. But now we're going to talk about some truly realistic options for the Titans as we go over some standout performances from last weekend's Senior Bowl. We'll get into that in just a moment. Before we do, I want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving online parts customers for over 20 years. Cut out the middleman. That's what online shopping is all about. Why are you going to go to a chain auto parts store where they might not even have your part in stock? You're going to have to put on pants to go there in the first place. Who does that anymore? And you're going to have to wait in line. Not only that, but there's the chance that the guy standing next to you at the other counter who's a professional mechanic is going to pay half the price for the same part that you need. So you got to put on pants. you got to wait in line. They might not even have your part and have to ship it to you anyways. And you might pay double from the guy next to you because of your job. Never, ever do that again. Cut out that middleman with online shopping. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available that they have for your car or truck. And when you buy, make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box right underneath your shipping information so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. 
Titans fans, let's cap off this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We just talked about all the Aaron Rodgers uh, news and nonsense, quite frankly. Now I want to talk about some Senior Bowl standouts. And one thing that I do want to point out before we get into the Senior Bowl standouts is, shout out to my boy Will Lomas from the No Nonsense Pod. He put out a tweet recently, and it's a fact. John Robinson has picked a player who participated in the Senior Bowl 50% of the time on day two of the draft. So, you're looking at rounds two, three, and four. 50% of the players John Robinson has drafted participated in the Senior Bowl. He likes to be up close and personal with these guys. He likes to see the way that they work around teammates, see the way that they work in practice, how they go about their drills, their intensity, their energy during practice, how they take coaching is a big thing for John Robinson as well. So there's a good chance that some of these Senior Bowl standouts will be Tennessee Titans. That's what we've seen so far. So I'm going to get into some of these standouts at different positions who might make sense for the Titans. Before we do, just want to kind of highlight some of the great stuff going on in the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Locked On is all over. Super week. I mean, we got locked on Bengals, locked on Rams at Radio Row. Uh, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show is live on site. The locked on NFL show is going to have some live correspondence at the big game. So, locked on is all over the Super Bowl. Make sure you check out all those shows for all the latest in depth on site coverage. Also, check out the Locked On Bets podcast for all of your gambling advice. The Locked On Podcast Network is doing it big. Uh, I appreciate you guys making the Locked On Titans your first listen every day. But check out some of those other shows for your second listen. You're really going to get the most uh, informed and on-the-ground coverage that you're going to find in the sports sphere right now. So I wanted to let you guys know about that. But let's get into these Senior Bowl standouts here. So I'm going to do it by position. Number one, the quarterback spot, Malik Willis. That's a guy that a lot of Titans fans are kind of zeroing in on. Gives you some feelings about Steve McNair, and boy, that nostalgia really warms the belly, doesn't it? Oh, man, watching Malik run around out there, shed tackles in the pocket, break sacks. He's got a cannon arm. He's a great runner. I mean, just a great runner of the football. Not just a scrambler, but a great runner. But, man, he's got that Josh Allen playmaking aspect in the pocket. It's truly fascinating to watch. It really is. Now, Willis has his downfalls, and when we get into, you know, our our draft scouting on the Locked On Titans podcast, which is coming up very, very soon, probably two, three weeks away, but we're going to go position by position and scout everybody. Malik Willis has some flaws, but if he's there at 26, I kind of get it if the Titans want to take a role on Malik Willis. He looked good in practice. He was a great runner in the game. He he ran for a lot of yards, and they have a weird rule where they change possession at the end of each quarter. Otherwise, he would have had another touchdown on the board. But Malik Willis played well in practice, played well in the game. He acquitted himself very well during Senior Bowl week, was a standout. Also, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of Cincinnati, he did pretty well in that game. He was probably the best thrower of the ball in the Senior Bowl actual game. He looked pretty good in practice as well. Kenny Pickett. Did a pretty good job during the Senior Bowl week. I'm not as high on Kenny Pickett as some others. People consider him the number one QB in the class. I'm not really there, but he played pretty well in the game. He was pretty much perfect. Uh, He did underthrow a deep pass, though. He kind of said that he did it on purpose in the press conference. I don't know about that. But uh, uh, Kenny Pickett, 
did well. He did well for himself during the Senior Bowl week. And remember, the game is the least important part. It's practice, how you take coaching, how you work with your teammates, how you work with those coaches, how you improve each day, how you adjust, the energy, the intensity, your vibes. You know what I mean? That's what these coaches and scouts are looking for in Senior Bowl week, and that's during practice. So a running back, Damian Pierce from Florida, really stood out. Now, the Darrington Evans thing kind of scares you away. You look at a guy like Elijah Mitchell, who was great for San Francisco this year, was a sixth-round pick. Deonta Foreman comes in off his couch and looks fine. I don't see John Robinson investing a third-round pick or higher in a running back going forward. He's learned his lesson on that, I do believe. So I don't expect the Titans go running back early, but they do, in fact, need a long-term option for a backup to Derrick Henry and potentially somebody to take over Derrick Henry in a couple of years. I'm not going to say that too loud or anything, but just saying you got to be forward thinking as a general manager. So Damian Pierce was a standout, but I don't really see him ending up as a Tennessee Titan. At wide receiver, small guy, five foot seven slot receiver, Calvin Austin from Memphis looked really good. Uh, really took away separation or created separation against cornerbacks. Any cushion that you had, he would just destroy it immediately. So uh, Calvin Austin, I don't really think that's what the Titans are looking for from a small slot receiver, but God, I think they need to upgrade on Chester Rogers so bad. So not going to rule it out there. At tight end, uh, Greg Dolchich looked pretty good out there. Uh, Trey McBride wasn't amazing, but still acquitted himself pretty well for a tight end. Uh, tight end should be on the list for the Titans if they get a good option. They need to strike out of the line. Zion Johnson from Boston College. He's an interior offensive lineman. Really cleared out runways all week long and was excellent in the in the actual game itself. Trevor Penning, an offensive tackle from North Iowa, Northern Iowa. Boy, he was intense all week. Now, he had his fair share of mistakes too, but man, he plays with a nastiness that uh, really going to get offensive line coaches going in the film room. Uh, DT, the MVP of the game, was uh, Perion Winfrey, a defensive tackle from Oklahoma. I think he might have pushed himself into first-round conversation with a great senior bowl week. Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State, looking like he's going to be a top-20 pick. He really impressed. He's got all the physical characteristics. He was a Georgia transfer to Florida State, put up big numbers at Florida State. I think he made himself a lot of money this week. And uh, Boye Mafe. An edge rusher from Minnesota. Maybe saying that wrong, but I think I did a pretty good job based on what I heard from my... Uh, I try to scout names, guys. I go look up YouTube highlights, uh, try to you know Google for pronunciations, try to get these guys' names right. You know, Boye Mafe. I think I did a good one on that one. Somebody let me know who watches Minnesota football uh, all the time, but he made himself a ton of money this week. He was disruptive all week long, disruptive in the game as well. So edge could be an option for the Titans in the mid-rounds. I think it should be, quite frankly, because I don't know how much you can count on Bud Dupree to stay healthy. So need somebody there. Uh, at cornerback in the defensive backfield, uh, Tariq Woolen looked really good, a cornerback out of University of Texas, San Antonio, six foot. Three. I mean, he's got ideal size, great explosion, great athlete. So he made himself some money this week as well. Jalen Petrie, the safety out of Baylor, five foot ten, but he did a good job matching up with tight ends throughout the week. And as we know, that's a role that coaches are really, really honing in on now. Uh, we saw it with the Bengals, Trey Flowers. He did that for them. Dan Crookshank really established himself this year. So teams are looking for that third safety tight end matchup. Elijah Molden 
is a guy who kind of does is going to be doing that for the Titans going forward. So uh, Jalen Petrie did a good job, the safety, uh, get, making himself some money, I guess, and, and putting on a good show for the crowd. But those are some of the standouts that stood out to me. Um, wanted to make sure I brought that to you, Senior Bowl. Like I said, big aspect of the draft process for John Robinson and the Tennessee Titans scouting staff. So I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow. I put out some posts on social media, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, try to let you guys know, but I know there are some of you who don't do any of that stuff and didn't know. I had a whole process with moving on Monday uh, throughout the weekend. Set me behind. Wasn't able to put out a show early on Tuesday, but it's coming out right now in the afternoon. Still going to have five shows this week for you guys. Uh, Still going to make sure that we cover everything that I set out to cover this week. We're going to go over uh, team awards, MVP for the Titans, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie Awards, Superlatives, Disappointments, Surprises. Also going to do a deep dive on Tim Kelly, the Titans passing game coordinator and offensive senior advisor. So got a lot coming this week. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.